when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Hello, darlings. So glad to be with you today, even though it may be a short one, even though I always say that and then it's not short. But um, we're going to start out with a reader shout out. I'm loving this one. This is five stars trial guidance from Phil S. S, And he says, don't miss out. I don't know how I missed this book and other content for so long, but I'm so grateful Rick Friedman recommended From Hostage to Hero. Part personal development and part trial skills development. Sorry, quickly went straight to the top of my what other Kool-Aid can I drink list. You're the real hero, sorry. And we're all indebted to you for opening up our skill sets. Oh, Phil, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. And if you haven't reviewed the book yet, you can do so at trialguides.com. And please review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, so here is the down and dirty. That the question you constantly are asking, even if you're in the H2H group, right, and you've been with me for a while, is what should I ask in Wadir? That's the question you're asking. And I'm here to tell you today that that is the wrong question to ask. We do not want to know what to ask in Wadir. And here, here's what I mean, is you will put in the Facebook group, either in our big From Hostage to Hero group or in our, our H2H group, if you're part of the crew, here's what my case is about, right? And you give us a little synopsis and then you'll say, what do I ask in Wadir? And that is the wrong question. Because here's where I see y'all going wrong. We will be in a Wadir circle, for example, in the H2H crew where we all get together to practice Wadir and I'm there to coach the person conducting Wadir who's in the hot seat. And then we have seven attorneys play jurors and it's a really great time. But when when the Wadir goes off the rails, I always know it's due to one thing. Almost always. And that one thing is that you have no idea where you're going. This is because you start the whole process with what do I want to ask? So you come up with a bunch of questions having no idea where it is you're trying to land, right? So these questions get asked, the jurors start answering them, the whole thing starts to spin off its rails and you don't know what to do with it. And so you look at me and you're like, well, what do I do with this? So my question always is, and if you're in the crew, you know this, where are you trying to go? That is the question. And that's where I always take you back. When you come into the group and say, what should I ask? I always say, where do you want to go? What are, what are the principles that you're driving to? Because the minute that you get what principle you're driving to, then you know what to ask. That question then becomes a secondary question, right? It's it's now being driven by what we want to ask. So let me remind you that where we start in the H2H process is always with our fears list. What are the problems in our case? What are we afraid of? What is the defense going to make a big deal out of, right? Then we go to what would my ideal juror believe about this, right? What would they have to say or believe or think for this to no longer be a problem for me. So I start writing out those things. Now, when I have that ideal juror profile, 
right? Which is not a demographic profile. It's a list of all the beliefs that jurors would have that I'd, I would hope that they have that most of them probably do have. I can go in there and see if there's some themes, there almost always are, and some principles. Now remember, a principle is a fundamental truth. It's something that nearly all humans agree on, right? Lying is wrong, that betrayal is bad, that you should take responsibility when you hurt someone, right? Whatever it may be. But these are things that are fundamentally true, right? Not just for your case, but for the world at large. And so you pull those out and then your job in Wadir is to get the jury to give those to you. Not to give it to the jury and ask if they agree, but to get them in the air, so to speak, so that we can all rally around them and then move on. That's why... The timing of your voir dire is very important. That's why we do not have the money conversation. If you listen to last week's podcast, we do not have the money conversation at the beginning. Why? Because they haven't heard about the principles in the case. They haven't heard about what it is we're talking about. They're not ready for the money conversation. Now, as I said last week, if that's all the time you have for, then you go for it. But even there... We start with the responsibility. We don't start with money. We start with the responsibility. Money never comes first. Why? Because everything that's happening is priming the pump for moving toward that damages conversation. All the principles, all the things that jurors care about, all you're bringing that all up into the air, or more importantly, the jurors are bringing that all up in the air so that you can have that conversation about money at the end right? You're priming the pump. That's what you're doing. So if you do not know where you're going and what principles you're after, then your voir dire is going to swirl. And this is what, again, happens when you, when you immediately go to, here's all the problems in my case. What do I ask? Stop asking that question. Instead, go to, here's all the problems in my case. What do I want them to give me? What do I want them believing and rallying around? Again, not we're not getting anyone to believe anything. Hear me out. Hear me clearly here. We are not getting anyone to believe anything. There's no gimmickry here. There's no persuasion here. We're not, we're not trying to make them believe these things. Most people believe these things. That's why we call them principles. So we're getting the right principles matched up with your case and getting jurors to give them to us by simply asking questions about them. We just had a trial debrief last month with Tom Ryan, and he was talking about how, and this is how so many of you do this, where in in previous H2H, you would go in there and you would ask about where people worked, where they lived, what bumper stickers they had on their cars, what things they were watching TV, and then you would get their answers and you would go and you would try to like make sense of it. It was like, well, you try to divine what that meant. And it's so much easier, my friends. We, we just need to get jurors to tell, to own the principles on their own. So if your case it has a problem, like there's no visible damage on a car, right? What would you want? And so that, therefore the person can't really be injured. 
what would you want the jury to actually believe? So your belief in that case, your principle in that case is people can be injured and, and severely injured without a speck of damage on a car, right? That's true. We know that's true, but the defense is going to play with that. So if I know that that is the principle that I am driving to, then I start knowing what to ask. Now, as you heard me talk about, we have the funnel method in H2H that we've been, we've been training everybody on. And this is you put your principle at the bottom and at the top is your experiential question. Who has experience with your next question to get down into the funnel is what is your expectation of? And then your third question is what could happen if, right? So that may not apply in every situation, but that gives you an idea of what we're trying to do. So in your mind, if your principle is that there are, you know, you can be injured if the car doesn't have damage on it, which we know is true, right? You may start with just using this funnel method. You may start with what is the, uh, who here's ever been in a car crash or knows someone who has, right? There's your experiential. Now, where most of you go wrong is then you'll go and you'll ask all the people about those experiences. That is not how the experiential question is designed. It is just a jumping off point. They raise their hands. Great. Let me ask you, those of you who raised your hand, what now? Instead of going to what were your expectations, right? You might say, how many of you were injured or had family members who were injured? We're still kind of in the experiential, right? Because I'm still trying to like narrow my funnel down. All right, great. We have some hands coming up there. Then you might even narrow it down even more. Of those of you who are injured, how much damage was there to the car? Now, this could be dangerous. We'd want to play with this in a focus group first because if everybody is like there was tons of damage that I was like had to take out, been taken out of the car with jaws of life, that could get us down the wrong path. But I have always seen and many of my voir dires where jurors like there was none. And, and you say, but you were really injured. Yeah, I was really injured. Well, how can that be? Well, it, I don't know how it can be, but it be, right? Even if that jury, juror doesn't get on the jury, we've still done something amazing. We have been able to get into the air that it is possible and that here is a real life example. Now, you may be able to get there in a different way. I didn't prepare this funnel before podcasting on it today, and there might be a different way. In fact, in our um, H2H crew, we recently had somebody come up with a great way to do that. And it was basically the gist of, you know, how many of you have gone to the doctor after a crash and they, and they, um, diagnosed you with an injury and you know but what if there wasn't any property damage would 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 the doctor need to take that into into basically it was would the doctor need to take property damage into effect when diagnosing you right no the doctor doesn't need to take that into effect they don't go well I see that you have a broken knee here but I heard I'm reading here in the report that there was no visible damage so I'm gonna have to go back and rethink my diagnosis because even though I see your knee is broken the car wasn't that damaged, so I'm probably wrong. That was the basic gist of that funnel, and I thought it was brilliant. So there are many, many funny ways, or funny, fun ways that you can do this, but here's what I want you to get out of today's podcast, is that asking yourself, what should I ask in Wadir is not the question. The question you need to ask yourself is, where am I going? 
Or as Sari says, what principle are you driving to? Before you even sit down and start writing your voir dire questions, I want you to be sitting there and thinking to yourself, what do I want my jurors to give me? What am I sourcing from them? Have an endpoint. It's kind of like, it's kind of like going, where, where should I go? Should I turn right or should I turn left on a road trip? And my first question to you is, where are we going? Then I can tell you where we need to turn left or right. You need to have this, this, this location, this destination in your mind too. I'm driving toward this principle. I want them to tell me that money can help. Then I go, okay, well, let's try to put that in a funnel. How can we get them to tell us that money can help? right? This might be a fun exercise for you. Totally not completely related to today's podcast, but think of anything that you want someone to tell you. Hamburgers are delicious, right? And without saying, are hamburgers delicious? That's, you're not allowed to say that. Play this game in your own mind. You get three questions to get your spouse to tell you that hamburgers are delicious. See if you can go there. Start testing your mind, right? And this is, again, not if you already know that your spouse hates hamburgers. If you know your spouse loves hamburgers or whatever other food, how can you get them to say that to you without asking them outright? Now, this, again, is not mimics or uh, gimmickry. This is not, um, what's the word? Gimmicks. That's the word that I'm looking for. That's not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to get them to say things they don't actually believe. What we're trying to do is to get in the air what they already believe without going to a yes, no question, right? So you can start testing this yourself. But the point of today, again, where are you going versus how do I get there? How do I get there always comes after where am I going? If you haven't checked out our brand new free course, totally free, go to fromhostagehero.com forward slash training and you'll get to watch Let the Jury Solve Your Problems. In there, I talk about the funnel method. So you definitely want to go check that out. All right, next week, we'll talk again. Bye-bye. While you wait for next week's episode, how would you like instant access to exclusive trial skills training on my funnel method for Wadir? Grab a pen and paper so you can jot down the website address for a brand new 16-minute video that will help you win more cases. The free training is called let the jury solve your problems in three easy steps. And I'm even going to send you a workbook to go with it. Now, are you ready for the address? Visit from hostage forward slash training. You'll see me there. Enjoy.